When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation Radio? It is high noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Wesley Euler, Arthur Motes. It is the Stillers Blitz on SNR. Yins already know the drill. On this program, we've got a decade of NFL experience, a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you snowbirds. Is that if you want to get involved with the program, the best way to do so on X, on Twitter, at Wesley Euler, at the Body 52. The Body. Motsi, I mean, it, it's snowing out here, but you're putting your gloves on in the studio. I mean, is it, you need me to put the heater on in here? You okay? I like how I look. You do look cool. When you look like me, you do what you want, baby. You know that. Come uh, on, man. You just, where'd you just rock the one glove, Michael Jackson style? Nah, man, that's him. I said, well, you, I'm B. Yeah. So when you look like me, you feel like me, you dress how you want to dress, baby. So that's why I got my gloves on. It's part of the drip. Mm-hmm. It's a Friday in here. That's right. It's a wild Let's weather go. day in Pittsburgh right now. It's a beautiful day. I got to play in the snow in the parking lot. It was a lot of fun. I'm Did like a big kid. you a snowball at Wolf as you were walking in and he was no, walking out? Man, first off, you you know if I was waiting in the parking lot for Wolf to come out, y'all don't be into the show appropriately at the right time. So if I waited until he actually got to the parking lot, I would actually be late. <laughs> it's true. Every single time y'all start. All right? I'm just throwing it out there. So Max and Wolf do like to run yes. over. I'm mean, over here like, bro, I thought it was a hard 12 o'clock start, they hard like to, 12 o'clock like stop. Like, some of our time. I'm over here two, like, I bro, I'll be in the waiting room. I'm like, yo, it's, it's 12.02. They waiting on the show to start at 12. Like, Wes doing the show without me? Is yeah, he doing bro, the intro right you know now what I'm saying? I'm stuck out here? So, so, so I did have to play solo, but it was fun, though. I was like, you know, cut up a little bit. I think the snow, like, parking cleaner people, yeah. they thought I was tripping. Are they out there? Well, they weren't yeah, tripping until I started going. Because they cleaned the first half where everybody was going to be at. I went to the back half. For sure. Because I wanted to have some do fun. Donuts yeah, and have some... yeah. Oh, you were having some fun. I was fun, having some fun. fun. And then they pulled like up. Talk, you were having adult fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big kid. Your daily so, dose, your daily dose so, of recommended adult so, fun. There's nothing wrong with that. So, so as I'm cutting up back there, you know, just having some fun. Just getting after it. I noticed that the snow truck goes from the front of the parking lot where we're sitting in the little, like, waiting area yeah. where the deliveries are, and it just casually drives to the back section. It just stops. It doesn't go to plow to the, It just stops. I was like, ah, I got it. All right. <laughs> ah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. So, so you say you don't want me back here. Ah. All right. Fair enough. And so then I just casually, like, take the long way out. It's like, uh-huh. yo, I don't want to drive by you because you're going to look at me. <laughs> 
a chance, man. It's so good, look bro. Look straight ahead. Look straight ahead. Don't yeah, I was like, just don't look. Just don't look. Don't look. And then he's like, all right. Then when I went over here and parked in like the regular section, they waited a little bit and then finally drove off. I was like, dang, bro, you really would have back there just because I was back there, too. But it was fun. Honestly, it is. I'm it was sure there's probably like some liability concerns oh, with them. Oh, a thousand like, yeah, percent it is, bro. Yeah, like, a thousand percent. Like, come on. Come on, bro. It's... You should be like, I work here. All right, show them your security yeah, card. So I, I work like, here. I, I, I right, actually bro. have access. I got access to be back here, bro. <laughs> yeah, but they definitely come to look like, hey, man, what you doing back here, bro? Come on, man. You tripping today. So, <laughs> so Moats and I are wearing boots. He's got gloves on. We're I don't like have just any boots. I got... My Nike snow boots on, yeah, man. Those they're kinda, are nice. They're kind of cool. Those are nice, nice. Yours are nice too, man. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was, it's boot season, baby. Bro, I after I got done cutting up out there, are I you get stopping? out. The, I I low key did, and you know how we share a building. It's not all Steel Nation people. It's not all iHeartRadio people here. You actually got like some real civilized, real work well, people. Funny. There's like a wealth management company they're, here. They're the adults. It's hilarious. Yeah, they got the adult side. We come to like the kid side. Yes, it's kind of like We're daycare. Over here, who yeah. hollering, wearing hoodies, and their real life like getting and they've after. They've got suits on, and they're dealing with like millions of dollars. So, so, so of course, as I'm going to the second part of my big kid fun day. I'm stomping in the snow. I'm over here cutting up, recording like, ah, but we got a snow day. Look at my Nike boots. Yeet, 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 yeet. And, yeah, the lady had to be about 45, 50. Definitely, you know, higher up. Just suited just and booted. She walking out. And talking she, about some commas. Bro, she looked up at me. She sees you. And I'm just being stomping. I'm just like, ah. That's fantastic. <laughs> She's like, I love getting caught in moments and, you like know, that. And, and, I do. And like, it was sorry, one of the, I'm having fun. It was one of the ones, she didn't say anything. It was nothing that verbally needed to be said. We both kind of looked at each other and was like, all right, I'm really immature. Yes. Okay, I'm a big kid. Yes. And she just put her head down, just walked through her cup like, yeah, sweated the woods. But it's a snow day, bro. She, she gotta jealous. have fun, man. I think she was just jealous that you were having more fun. Yeah, than she she was. she was dressed way too professional to to do what I was doing. All right. I'm just so it's a snow day, bro. I want snow. So we're going to kind of treat it like that. It's going to be a casual show today. We have plenty to talk about, obviously. Um, we're going to spend the first hour here. We'll talk about some of the things that Mike Tomlin uh, said in his Coach final team. in his final uh, press conference of the regular season. What, it'll be, uh, it'll be a couple months now, a few weeks before we hear from, from Coach Tomlin. Uh, so we'll go through some of the things that he said here in the first hour of the show. And then I thought in the second hour of the show, we'll just... Talk about the division round playoff games this weekend. It is. Does that sound like a plan to you? I love it, man. Nice I love and easy. It. We'll slide into it. You guys know where to get at us on Twitter, on X. If you want to get involved, we'll take your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions on any and all of that. Mike Tomlin, playoffs, snow day, goofiness. We got snow out there today, man. Seriousness. You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Let's get into this. Motsi, I think there's... There's probably, I would say, two or three, I felt, significant takeaways uh, from Mike Tomlin's press conference yesterday. The first at the top of that list. And I'm not saying, I'm not counting him being back as one of those because I think we already knew that that was going to be the case before he got to the podium. Like, you and I have discussed that. Uh, I don't know. It, It felt like that was kind of officially announced by some reports before you know on Wednesday the day before Mike Tomlin gave his press conference so I guess coach T confirming that would be a a, a, a a takeaway obviously because otherwise you would have to give validity to the other reports that were he, he weren't going to be coming back or, yeah. yeah that's a very good point but in terms of new news maybe that's the better way to put it the biggest thing that stood out to me was the declaration from Mike Tomlin that it would not be Mike Sullivan or, or, or Eddie Faulkner 
um, that is going to be the offensive coordinator and that they will be looking for a hire from outside of the organization and that they're currently ongoing in that process. I think a lot of us felt that it would be that way, but I was surprised for Mike Tomlin to come out right away. And and, and he gave credit to, to Sullivan and, 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 to, uh, and to Eddie Faulkner, um, rightfully so. But he also said, you know, it's, it's we're going to go outside of the organization for this. That, to me, was kind of at the top of the list of things that stood out. Not only knowing that now for sure, uh, but him, you know, straight up confirming it in his press conference. Yeah, um, I thought that was a big takeaway. Obviously, the Kenny being QB1 is a mm-hmm. big takeaway. But mm-hmm. um, I agree. When we talk just from Coach Thomas' perspective, we know what the narrative is surrounding him and how he promotes I just think that this is one of those ones where for Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, you're kind of just the byproduct of an overall, overarching philosophy that just needed to be changed. And y'all are kind of the collateral damage because I don't think that what those two dudes did down these four games is what you're not looking for. I don't think that's. I don't think we're looking they at it saying, they "Hey, man, this doesn't eighth, work." Eighth most points per game in the NFL over over the last four games. I don't think we're looking at this saying this didn't work. I don't think we're looking at this saying they didn't know how to call plays. They didn't know how to scheme guys open. They didn't know how to get the best out of their players. We literally saw it was personnel. Mm-hmm. You make a shift at personnel, and everything changed all of a sudden. Same playbook, same calls, though, right? Just a different person putting it together, but. That was why when I looked at Faulkner and Sullivan, I legitimately said to myself, man, outside of it being two of them, I thought that was the big hindrance in terms of you can't decide one versus the other and you don't want to just continue to go with a two-man co-situation. So that kind of hurt them to an extent. But I thought they both did a heck of a job. You can't tell me down these four games of them taking over specifically Mm -hmm. or even when we made that fire of Matt Canada and we saw Kenny come in that game Mm-hmm. we can't act like the results weren't exactly what we've been hoping for and what we're going to be expecting to see with whoever the new hire is because you're not going to be able to talk me into anything less than what I just saw from Mike Sullivan and Eddie Faulkner. So that's why I say they're kind of the collateral because these past couple of years we've done what? In-house, in-house. Yeah. Okay, you're not technically in-house, but you're next door. In-house. So I think this is one of those ones, and what I mean by that is Matt Canada was at Pitt. It's next door. Sure. Like, literally next door. Sure. So I think that was, you know, just one of them things where it's like, even though it's not you, we still got to do this. And I don't fault the decision. For Coach T, he talked about, you know, just even when he responded to some of Najee's comments, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect different results. No and doubt. I think that's one of those parts right here also where it's like, no matter how much we might can have a justification for why we could have stayed put or why it would make sense for continuity. You're bringing Kenny back. You've already declared him QB1 for the offseason. Don't you want to continue to have his growth be linear, but also in an environment where he doesn't have to learn new verbiage, new personality, new dynamic? But this is, like I said, cause and effect. Mm -hmm. When we've done the one thing multiple years in a row and now we've kind of said – as a whole, we just weren't really fond of the results. Yeah, don't do the insanity You can't thing, keep right? doing it. So yeah. this is the switch up. And we'll see if it works. It's nothing that says it can't. It's nothing that says it will. Anybody that will swear that they know all the answers right now, I mean, it's a lie. Because all you're doing is projecting. We don't know if this next hire, he could be the greatest dude on paper. But if the dynamic between him and Kenny doesn't work, then it's not going to work. He could also be the most, you know, 
I don't even know how to put it. Like, because uh, you're still going to be qualified to a certain, like you're not getting up here and being unqualified. That was the whole misconception with Canada. And I think that was even more so proven after he was gone. It was still his stuff being ran. It's sure. like, and that's a, you, you get Mike to Tomlin this level. Talk, it's like, bro, it's not incompetence at this level. He man. said veteran play, someone yeah. with, with play calling experience. Yeah. So it's real specific what you're looking for. Specific in what they are, are yeah. looking for. So that's one of the things where it's like, we're hoping that that person that is veteran is going to be able to come in here. But let's also be real. If they're a veteran, that means that they've had a lot of experience, meaning they've had some success, they've had some failures. And if they're available, they're available for a reason, typically. So these are all the things that we're going to have to factor in. But at the end of the day, I do feel like this is the appropriate message to send to this team as a whole. Yeah. Just in general, top down. Yes, we're bringing Kenny back, but no, we're not bringing these guys back because they're still a part of the foundation that we brought you in, which is Matt Canada. And we're not going to allow you to find comfort in that. We're bringing in somebody new that we know is proven. So if this doesn't work, it's not a them, it's a you. Correct. And it's as clear as that. No more safety net in that regard. Yeah. No or more just excuse. No more. Oh man, it was it. this versus that. That versus this. Bring new. It's like no, we're gonna bring the new guy in, and you either get with it or you get lost. And that was also what Coach T said, to an extent. It's a big year for him. Big big year for Kenny. You notice he put a big uh, big year for Kenny. He put a bit of an emphasis okay. on that. He certainly did. So his OC hire is also a big indicator that hey. When they said they're going outside, think about what they're leaving. Oh, no doubt. They're it's, leaving it's his safety net. They're taking all of it. Yeah, so this is a, you're either going to show that you can sink or swim, but we are not going to keep playing this, oh, man, what about this? Oh, it could have been that. Oh, I thought it was this, but hey, let's point at this guy. Uh-uh. We ain't got time for that. Because we've seen something right now, even in Mason Rudolph. Same ingredients, same tool set. But that meal from Mason was almost Michelin style. Whereas when we talking about Kenny, it was more Olive Garden. We ain't tripping on it. Olive Garden can still hit. Come on, Olive Garden. It's yeah, still hit. Get the soup and salad. It can still hit, right? sticks, baby. It can still win. But it's a difference. And we've all would agree that, hey, Olive Garden is fire. But when you get a chance to go one of them nice bougie ones, you'd be like, oh, okay, this is a little different here. They actually play music that's like authentic with the dude really in there playing. It's not just the, the greatest hits of Italian restaurant music playing on repeat. Oh, okay. Or Taylor Swift. Oh, I got, I got you. Okay. So, yeah, man. <laughs> it, it, it's it's significant. I mean, it's it's significant for Kenny Pickett in the future, the the the, the quarterback position. It's significant for Mike Tomlin. You know, it, it, it I mean, in a chance to, um, you know, open up another window here in his time with the Steelers, uh, you know, and 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 a offense moving in the right direction with a defense that has some really talented pieces. Um, it's significant for Omar Khan, right? I mean, this will be his first substantial hire, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, not a position coach, anything like that. Uh, we're talking, you know, head coach or coordinators. Uh, it'll be the first real kind of substantial coaching staff change that Omar Khan has presided over and been a part of as well, too, between him and uh, Coach Tomlin and Art Rooney, of course, as 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 uh as they as was laid out yesterday in the yeah. press conference. So, it's a big moment. Um and like I said, so that what that to me was we're going to get into some of the Kenny and the Mason stuff here on the other side of the break. Um but that just felt significant because that was something we mm-hmm. man, haven't we we've been discussing that ever since they let go of Canada. 
Like, all right, are they are, are these guys auditioning for their jobs? Is it going to be one of these coaches? Are they going to go outside of the organization? I think most people have been opining for them to go outside of the organization because, again, the definition of insanity thing, let's chart a new path here. Let's bring somebody in with some different eyeballs. Um, and so I, I, I just I felt that that was that was the thing to me that, you know, was one of, 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 like I said, two or three that were kind of at the forefront yesterday. If we're talking about your uh, your order of operations for this offseason. That's got to be done. You got to get OC done before you get quarterback situated. 100%. After I get OC done, now I could get to Kenny. Now after I get to Kenny, I can get to Mason. Right. But and it has to Mason be in that too, order. You probably aren't going to want to make it. Like, you're not going to sign. Now, it's still a little while in this timeline here, obviously, but you're not going to sign a contract. With uh, anyone on offense isn't going to sign a contract until they know who the offensive coordinator is. Let's give an example: Chicago Bears. They've interviewed two OCs that we all know, and they are very different: Greg Roman and Cliff Kingsbury. If I'm a quarterback, if I'm a wide receiver, those OCs matter. Uh, yeah, those matter a lot, a lot of a lot. They are very different in their styles. One is like playing at the military academy and one's like playing in the Pac-12, okay? It's night and day. <laughs> but that's, yeah, when you're talking about a player, you got to decide because your future to an extent, your future earning power, your future production, your role on the team is all tethered to an extent to these coordinators, mm-hmm. man. So that does matter. So like I said, for Mason, you're not in no rush until you see what they're doing there. Kenny, you're under contract. You don't have a say in it. But also, Kosey has already confirmed that you get QB1 opportunity this offseason. Right. So there is some comfort with that. But, yeah, you got to take care of this coordinator situation first. Yeah. That's the first domino that needs yeah. to fall before the others fall in yeah. place. And so maybe that's why it was a good place for us to start I today mean, even as well, schematically, too. right? Think right. about what we look like at the end of the year, more 12 and 13 personnel. Whereas there's been times in the past where if it was Todd Haley, we're more what? 11 personnel. 11 personnel. Yeah. Heavy. Night and day. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Yeah. And that's, again, that's the that's the first, um, you know, stone that needs to drop in the pond to start the ripple effect for everything else. That's the first domino to fall. That's where we start today. But when we come back here, we do need to obviously discuss the things that Mike Tomlin said about the quarterback position, about Kenny Pickett, about Mason Rudolph. We will do that as we roll along here in the first hour of the Steelers Blitz. Maybe get to some of your tweets as well, too. You know where to get at us. If you want to get involved, it is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Blitz in here on a Friday, final show of the week. And you know what? This just popped into my noggin, which is always a dangerous thing here. But uh, we have gotten a couple tweets from people 
about what's your schedule going to be. You guys know things change up for us a little bit in the offseason. Nah, I don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all just got to roll with us until proven otherwise. All right, so just keep tapping in every single day when we tap on, and then that's the way y'all going to find out what our offseason schedule is. But we're not going to tell you. Clap off. Yeah, yeah, it's just day to day. We're going to tell you one day at a time. So, yeah, we're going to make sure you're really committed. <laughs> we uh we will be regular programming here for two more weeks, another week and a half to, through January. Okay, we will be regular programming. Um, what you what you get, you know, throughout the regular season and everything, and then once we get to uh, February, we will do what we typically do in the off season as well. Um, is, is, is off season? We'll be doing a few. We'll be doing a couple shows a week. Uh, but they won't necessarily. You'll hear them live on SNR, but we'll be recording them from home. Wes said we're gonna go on siesta. Podcast form. He they said will we, air we, here on SNR. He said we're gonna be on holiday. But you guys know the drill. <laughs> he said we're gonna be on holiday. We holler at y'all. That's what he said. Basically, but it's a holiday where we'll still be around a little. Con- bit. Content will still be yeah. available. We're just reducing content in the by live like 80, fashion. By like 80%, yes, you know, and in the live. But fashion. we'll still give you twenty percent content. Yeah, we're gonna we, hey, listen. We're gonna keep you fit. We're going to keep you fit. Yeah, we want to talk about what's going on in the playoffs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, we'll keep you fit. We're going to talk. And then, obviously, you know, when we get before you know it, it'll be the end of February. Mm. And we'll have the Combine, which is always yeah. a fun week of coverage on SNR. And we've got, mm. what, I think usually like six hours of live shows every day at the Combine yeah. from Radio oh, from Radio all that, all that good we stuff. Have, we, might have a new, we might have a new uh, familiar face and voice you know who's joining all, us for all, Combine all coverage this year. All that good stuff. All that good stuff. Uh, and then, you know, and then before you know it, there's owners meetings, there's the draft, and we're right back where we started because time is a flat circle. But they say it's always of the essence. It is always of the essence. Arthur Motes. I like how you say my name with such conviction, too, bro. It just made me feel real good about the segment. Whenever you was like, yo, Arthur Motes, I'm like, yo, let's ride. Oh, that's me. It gave me hype. Yeah. Pitch to Johnny. I want the ball. Let me get we in. The, we want the let ball me, and we're going to score. Yeah, oh, I, no. I want that energy. Let me, let me make the stop. Coach, could, put me in the game on fourth and one. Could you imagine if Hasselbeck did that quick little shiny silver object Uh-oh. moment here? Hey, now. Could you imagine if Hasselbeck did that in the social media era? Oh, he would have been just destroyed. Cooked. Absolutely. He would have had to go yeah. to witness protection. Yeah, it would have been absolutely He'd horrendous. He would change his name. Horrendous for that Dye man. his hair. Do you, like, you see how social media people get now? Social media is undefeated, bro. And this man said, we want the ball, we're going to score, and then threw a pick six. Mm. He Te- threw a score te- to the other team. Technically, they did do everything he said. We want the ball, and we're going to score. He threw a touchdown. He did get the ball, and they did score. He never specified who. Oh, he would have gotten so cooked if it was 2024 instead of yeah. 2004, I believe. No. It was like 20 years ago when that happened. Oh, no, seriously, yeah. Um. All right. Another big takeaway from the Mike Tomlin press conference yesterday, of course, being uh, we alluded to it there a little bit. Uh, Kenny Pickett will enter the season as QB1. Mason Rudolph, they would like to bring him back. But as Mike Tomlin says, acknowledge that he's a free agent and he will have, you know, the ball is in his court, if you will, in that regard. It is funny, right? So he said the ball is in his court. Mason Rudolph said the ball is in their court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a hot potato. Like, no, 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 I take it. No, I take it. Like in semi-pro no, when Will Ferrell's like, no, 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 no,
And let's just do a revisionist history of every good and bad thing that has transpired from Mason Rudolph specifically with the organization and just how they've handled him. I don't think that they're at the stage right now where it's a lot of I'm going to shake your hand and just trust your word. So, so. the best way to uh, overcome said insecurities is with compensation you know another person that's speaking from experience me because you know oh, what happened you, at the end of these same you, types of things you know what happened at the NFL end of experience? my situation when it was time to get three up man they started to sit in the boy and i'm like bro this is crazy and then it's negotiation they like trust me you like whoa buddy <laughs> wait a minute this doesn't work my my history the way i remember this ah but then eventually everything gets taken care of. But initially, yeah, it wasn't going to be, I'm just going to trust you this, again. This you have is, to, your actions have to speak louder than your words when it's negotiation time, specifically with how Mason Rudolph has been handled here. When we're talking opportunities, when we're talking respect, when we're talking, heck, even them naming Kenny Pickett QB won this offseason. I know technically he's the only one that's under contract. But Coach T did what he needed to do because he still does have to make sure that Kenny Pickett is in a good headspace this offseason and is ready to go if he does be the guy. But what do you think that does for Mason Rudolph when you just won three games in a row, took your team to the postseason versus the number two seed, and even though you lost, you had a valiant effort where you actually played good, showed that you can overcome adversity, the new version of you. And not only did they say that they want to do business with you, because they could have been like, yo, Mason's our priority. He's the guy that we got to get back on the contract. Right. That's our priority, number one. They yeah. could have said that. Yeah, sure, certainly could there have. There is nothing said they could have said it. They could also said, man, look, we know Kenny's the only guy that's under contract right now, but we know what Mason did at the end of this year, so if we can get Mason back, we're, we would love for this thing to be a full-on competition for QB1. Not... Kenny Pickett's QB1. We're going to have some competition for him. Yeah, we would love to have Mason back, but Kenny Pickett's QB1. It's like, granted, it's true, and there's nothing wrong with it being true. And you do, as a coach, have to be able to play that fence of keep Kenny engaged, don't kill Kenny's confidence. We already know Kenny started to act just a little weird or reports of weird behavior with him over this past four weeks, right? Availability on the field, off the field, media availability, talking, not talking, body language, all these other things. We get it, right? Neither here nor there. It just doesn't look the best when you start putting peace and stuff together. That's what people do, right? So I get it. You do want to make sure that you keep him engaged because he is the biggest investment right now, the first rounder from two years removed. But at the same time, it's like if you're Mason Rudolph, did you want to hear that? If you Mason Rudolph, did that make you feel Oh, so confident that they were really going to give you a legitimate chance to be the starter next year. Mm -hmm. It didn't sound like that to me. So that's why I'm saying if you're Mason, it has to be a certain level of skin in the game from this organization to legitimately make me feel like you're going to let me compete. Because $2 million ain't competing with Kenny Pickett. $5 million is not competing with Kenny Pickett. We already know these numbers. You look at what Mitch's deal was. And to me, that's the starting point. Mm -hmm. Well, this is what you gave this guy because I came in and did what you thought he was capable of doing. That's the starting point. I came in and did the backup quarterback thing. I went three and one. I navigated the team through a tough stretch into the playoffs. Navigate them through. No, no, no. You didn't navigate into a tough stretch. I led them. Listen, listen, listen. He led them. He didn't navigate. You're right. Let's let's, let's break down what really happened. We were 
WWF The Undertaker flatlined, and Mason Rudolph came in, and that's when you see Undertaker pop with the miles in the back of his head, and everybody goes crazy. Dong, he's alive! The dead man has returned! That's what Mason did. Man, Mason saved jobs. Period. <laughs> Mason no Rudolph saved jobs. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. There is no other way to sugarcoat this thing. He saved jobs. We had one coordinator fired the first time since 1941. And we all know the direction that this thing was headed in after Patriots and Cardinals. If, south. It was heading south. The way this Don't thing was going. Don't forget about Indianapolis as well, was, too. Oh yeah, definitely Indy. It was supposed to be what? We lose all the rest of this thing, and it's clearing house. Coach Tomlin, hey, man, we appreciate you. Go and get, get either moving with your life's work or you're going to have to relocate, right? All this coaching staff, hey, blow the whole thing up, right? That's what was happening. No if, ands, or buts about it because we had already seen it happen in season for the first time since 1941. Mason Rudolph didn't just come here and navigate through a rough time. Mason didn't just come in here and just survive through the Stay Titanic. The waters. He he did he wasn't rose on the he ain't lay on the door and had Jack in the water and freezing half to death like the boat won't like the door won't big enough for both of them to be on the thing. You know what I'm saying? He didn't do that to it. No, he said, "Look, get up here. I'm gonna take all of us out of here." He had us legitimately over here, like, bro, we should win this game First Buffalo Bills. That's remember we were talking we were talking about that uh, how, Wednesday, right? How, I think. Yeah. How, how we get there? How do we get there? How do we get Mason there? Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Tell me the one thing that changed. Mason Rudolph. <laughs> so we definitely not going to minimize that part. No, for sure. <laughs> Absolutely not. And I liked how Mike Tomlin highlighted yeah. some of that yesterday, He definitely too. did. He definitely you did. Know, and said that it's kind of the, the again, I'm paraphrasing, but right. that yeah. kind of the, the, you know, like the ultimate testament to somebody yes. is when they're prepared, when they're ready for, yeah. for an opportunity. And there's certain things for Mason that you should feel confident in. Coach T did give him some nuggets. Deontay Johnson also stamped him hard. He did. So that's the guy I want. Yep. Sure did. But at the same time, the boss man did say that QB won. And he also said, too, that I thought was interesting that uh, he believes when he was asked, is next year's quarterback on the roster? Do you believe next year's quarterback's on the roster? And I he believe his exact yes. answer is, yeah. I do. Yeah, he yes. did say that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you Which one was he and, talking about, you though? You could try and parse through that technically and be like, well, wait, <laughs> Mason's a free agent, but he's technically still on the he's roster until still the end of here. February, I'm gonna say right? So, uh, <laughs> so but we're not gonna, I, I, think he, I think he means between Kenny and Mason. And that's why when he said QB, what up? Like, well, technically, Kenny's on the one of the contract right. so, and Mason. So technically, granted, things change. All right, new information. Not every single coach. This is nothing to do with Mike Tomlin. New information. Coach, coach speak is a term for a reason. New okay? information. Not every coach tells the truth. There's not a single coach who tells the truth 100 percent of the time. New information. Hey, hey it happens fast. New this, this is fluid. This is fluid. <laughs> they hit you with that in the heart. You like, coach? Wait a minute. <laughs> You told me it was this, baby. As of now, it doesn't sound like some of the uh, Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins or some of these other um, things that people have floated out there on the table. Now I thought we was about to sell everything and get Justin Fields, or you know, draft Michael Penix Jr. I was trying overall. to get. I was trying to get Caleb. Bo Nix. I thought it was getting Caleb. Derek May. Listen, I know we are getting into mock draft season. We are getting into draft Nick season. All right. If I see one of you, if I see one of yous. Mock Bonix to the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's a Pittsburgh guy. He screams Pittsburgh, bro. Gonna, His name to, is Bo. We're gonna have words. Last name yeah, Nick. And he ain't no Jackson. 
No, we don't need a Jackson. We just need a bow. Bows are like watch. It doesn't matter. You just need to have one. The only bow that I care about is Jackson. Oh, I thought Flex. And Bo Peep. But she little. Cuban Dan tweets us. Dale. There it is. Mason Rudolph saves jobs. Sounds like a presidential campaign slogan, Mason for president. This is also true. He has a strong name. It's definitely a presidential name. Mason hey, Rudolph. Love here. to hear it, listen man. Here. Listen here. But it's the real listen thing, here. man. We don't get political on this show very often, all right? I take Mason Rudolph over any of the knuckleheads that we're going to trot out in November. Jeez. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment of the first hour here of the Steelers Blitz before we, this is our local hour, okay? Then the next hour will be like the global hour, Oh, national hour. We big time. Because we got some playoff games to discuss, cousins. Playoffs. Playoffs. Love it. Playoffs? Playoffs. We will uh, roll through some of these tweets here, though, in the final segment because we got some tweets on this conversation while they are pertinent to the discussion here about some of the comments made by Mike Tomlin uh, in his season-ending press conference yesterday. Reverend Bull tweets us and says, you know, he's got to know from you, if this was a linebacker position and the guy in front of you got benched, you play exceptionally well, now you're a free agent, but the coach just anointed the guy you replaced... You still going to resign here? Actually, <laughs> I did kind of add it. Um, yeah, the difference was it just wasn't publicly said. But, yeah, I had my performance, and then I was told literally after that, yeah, we just kind of view as the third dude. And I'm looking at the roster. I'm like, behind who? And I was, like, legitimate. So, for me, man, um, it did cut off negotiations. That was a convo that we had in February, beginning of February. And after that, I did not talk to this team until the day before I was about to fly out on the tampering. <laughs> and I already had a deal. Tampering week. Yeah, we already had a deal essentially in place. And it was just my respect for Coach T that he called me up and literally was like, bro, let's have a talk. Just one last time. Let me get my final pitch. And that was the big difference. But it wasn't just words. The number that they initially came to me with in February – no, honestly, it wasn't far from what I was actually looking for. But when everything got said the way that it got said, that number tripled. And that was the difference. Sure. And then because we had another dance partner, tampering period. Called le- hey, that's the business, Now right? you got leverage. That's the business. So now instead of you getting this deal done for way cheaper, now you got to pay way more because of you saying what you said. So... That's yeah, the experience of it, man. It's, it will, it's a it very, will, yeah, it's business. It's a rare experience yeah. that only like a few industries really. You get to yeah, you get to endure. Like, yeah, you'll love this. One of my roommates from college. I've told you this before. Let's just say he has a high profile job at a high profile SEC school. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. works in the athletic department at an mm-hmm. SEC school, and so his job is a contract job. Like he signs like two, three year contracts at yeah. a time, and he's got his. Um, he's got his negotiations coming up here in two weeks, 
and his wife is pregnant with twins, and they and they already have a son. Uh, trust me, I know and that. So him and I talked on the phone yesterday, and we're talking about all this and everything. And he's like, "Dude, you're one of the only people that I can talk about with these kind of mm-hmm. things because you go through this you too. You get it. You get it. Like when I want to raise, I got to go to the powers that be here with the Steelers and with iHeart, and we got hey, I got to have those conversations. And they're gonna say everything that you don't do well. You gonna say everything that you yep. do do well. Yep. And then you are supposed to also be respectful, and then they supposed to also. Like you, and, and then us at the not want to fight each right. other while we're sitting. And then it's like, okay, now table. now smile like everything is fine because the deal is done. That was one it's, of it's, my biggest. It's weird. It's like weird, because man. for me, professionally, I had never went through negotiations where it was this intense, right? But when things get said and you mature and you actually understand this process, oh yeah, man, it will have you in that building. Just <laughs> be like, bro. Y'all better just get me up out of here, bro, because it's about to go left right now. If you, it's no way you just said what I think you just said to me. It's no way you just said that, bro. I promise you, it's no way you just said that. <laughs> there is one one caveat in here, though. Yeah. Is what the other teams that are going to potentially court Mason Rudolph are yes. telling him as well, too. Very true. Because if he's hearing the same thing that you're going to have to come in and you're going to have to compete, mm-hmm. and we think this guy is is is. It's 60-40, you know, or whatever. And this, and you're the 40 and this guy's the mm-hmm. 60. Maybe he is going to think then, well, then I'll stay in Pittsburgh because I know the head coach. But let's, I... also, let's also get down even further with that. Mm-hmm. That message from another team still hits way different. Well, that's true. Because you have been burnt four times by this team. It's the devil you don't team. know, right? Not even the or devil not you even, don't but, know. Yeah. It's like, bro, that's just a new fresh opportunity. This is the devil that you for certain do no. know. Yeah. yeah. How many times has it passed up on you? It was here before Mitch. It was here before Haskins. RIP was here before Kenny Pickett. When has it been Mason's the guy this offseason? He was drafted in the third round. But when has it been that? So we could say all we want to say about these other guys. One of the direct reasons to you being buried on the depth chart has already been confirmed QB1 this offseason. And that's after you played better than from a... Just stacking performances on top of performances. He hasn't had a four-game stretch like we just saw from Mason. You can make a guess we ain't seen that since Ben. And you can also make the case that Mason's sample size is smaller than Kenny's sample size. He hasn't had 18 games. No, he's had Think about eight, it. four, and one in the regular season, Think which is 13 it. plus a play. He's had 14 Think about starts. It, bro. Kenny's 25. Think about it. I mean, that's 11 less. Come on, man. So you could even argue, hey, man, there's – more I, unknown there. Let's see if we can tap into that. So that's Mason's my whole thing. Mason's not a spring chicken, but so he's not old either. That's my he's still thing. in his 20s. If you're Mason, it's like, if everything is the same, you might like that over there because now I don't have to deal with the prom king because that's the other issue. If you don't pay Mason enough, you're fighting against the prom king. The prom king is Kenny Pickett. And the reason I call him that, and it's nothing as a negative, but it's just no, the just reality of it. When you're the first rounder, when you're deemed the replacement for Ben Roethlisberger, we saw with Mitch Trubisky, unless Mitch came out here and looked like vintage Tom Brady, he was never going to have a long time to be it the was quarterback only a here. Of time. We knew that from the first time we saw it in training camp to the first time we were in the stadium in the preseason to when they were booing him at the two series in the second game of the season. And Channing Kenny. And you're Pat- like, bro, how did we get here? Real quick. That's the prom kid. Yeah, no doubt. And then when the coaching staff leans into it and makes the switch as well, you're like, all right, bro, we get it. Got you. I know exactly what it is. So it's not just, I want you back. I think you compete. It's not just, hey, we want to even pay you as well. You got to factor in all of that because you might be looking at Tennessee and they say, hey, man, okay, they got Will Levis, but I'm just a new body. Mitch coming here, it felt different. Why? Because he was a new body. It was a new image. 
We didn't mind that. Clean slate in yeah. a way. M- Mitch would have had a much more clean slate if the Steelers didn't draft the quarterback in the first Absolutely. round. Absolutely. Yeah. But it just felt different. Whereas Mason, Mason was on that same roster. Did we look at Mason and feel optimism around Mason like we felt around Mitch? No. Because he's homegrown. And he's been viewed in this homegrown vein as an afterthought. Up until these four games. So that's why I'm like, I don't think it's as, you know, simple as, man, if all these are equal, this the devil you know versus the devil you don't know. It's like, no, them other teams ain't done you like this, man. It's but, like you got two you got you got two partners to dance with. Yeah. At the dance. Well, you hope you have multiple partners. Well, and sure, he that's should, true. That's but true. Time is on his side. But the one of them the you closer have this with. gets to March, the better it's gonna be for Mason. Correct. The sooner it gets done, the better it is for the Steelers. No doubt. Because right now When's he can't talk to nobody else, man. End of fe- or late February, mid February, <coughs> Oh, combine, right? Yes. Late February. Oh, in, you said come on. <laughs> in one of America's great <laughs> cities, <laughs> Indianapolis. I mean, I mean Indiana. I, I, of course, nothing nothing official ever happens at the combine. No, no, no. It's just no tampering that it's ever. It's not goes. like the entire football world it's, is it's there. It's not like for every agent, GM, head coach, and every. It's no, 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 no. And they would never talk about upcoming free agents and coach. No, 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 no. They only are going to talk about the players that are there. Of course, you know that, Wes. Scouts honor. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you heard I said the convo stopped in February. <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> Doug says, I want to see the next offensive coordinator will be before making a verdict on Mason. See how he fits Mason's style of play. A little bit of a wait and see situation. Yeah. It agree, is. Doug. It and is. Again, as Motsi kind of alluded to, I don't think we're going to relatively have to wait too long. Yeah. I'm well, not saying that there's something well, coming here in that's the next how you, you know, 48 hours. That's or anything, how you but. structure your offense in the offseason in terms of OTAs, in terms of your coaching staff learning it. How can a coach teach this scheme if they don't even know the scheme? Got a lot to install, cousin. You just said it was going to be somebody that's a veteran and from outside the organization. That means that they've already had success with their model and they already know what they do. And it's not what we do currently or how we communicate. So in that vein, it's a learning process for everybody. And that's why the coach staff, you want to get it done sooner rather than later. So you got these months now while you're self-scouting, while you're going back and saying who helped us, who didn't help us, who overachieved, who underperformed. And things like that. The next thing is, okay, now we need to start learning. What's your scheme? What's your philosophy? How do you talk? What's your check system? How does your mind work? Because we all got to be an extension of your brain. We all got to be thinking how you think. So when you're ready to be aggressive, I already know what you're thinking. He aggressive. All right, we're going either three by one or two by two. He either went deep overs or he's going four verts. I know his mindset. Mm-hmm. Ah, man, this right here, ah, it's kind of on the fringe. He's going to punt this one. He's probably get ready to punt. All right, we might, all right, he might get a rest right. We'll see. Oh, he might surprise us. But as a whole, we need to all be on the same page. And, and you that can't get time. that without this time as that well. Takes time. So. Yeah. One hour in the books, another hour to go. We'll transition a little bit in hour number two, talk about some of the divisional round games. We got a pair of games on Saturday, a pair of games on Sunday. We'll give some thoughts on those in hour number two. Get to your tweets as well, too. Some more to get to. Uh, You know where to get at us if you want to get involved. Steelers Blitz on SNR.